Leave your excuses after the beep, a podcast created for anyone who has ever used an excuse to not do something that you said you would. Does this sound familiar? From busy, overworked, stressed out moms to thriving moms, wives, and health coaches, Kitty Clemens and Kyla McComas are Midwest moms who are breaking down excuses and empowering others to do the same. Listen in to hear which of our excuses we break down next. I'm Kyla McComas. And I'm Kitty Clemens. With Kitty and Kyla, we have hit the big five. Oh, like dang! Woo, not woo. an age. We're not. We're not. Not an age. <laughs> no, <laughs> not an age. We, oh heavens! Yeah, we haven't hit <laughs> Not that it's bad if you're fifty. It's just not great for us <laughs> right now. <laughs> oh man, um, that makes it so much better. Yes. But anyways, we're Uh, celebrating big because whether we have one person listen or a hundred, you know, this is, this is a big milestone for us because if you know Kitty and I, we get distracted really easy and we get ideas and we try ideas and then we're like, hmm. We're great at coming up with ideas, not so great at execution of those ideas. So here we are, this (laughs) idea to start a podcast, and we've executed for 50 episodes. Dang, that's fun. That's exciting. Before we said, what if we, what if we just do like once a month, just once a month, and then once a month was like already turned right into, nope, once a week. Let's do once a week where we just word vomit the things that are on our mind and that's exactly what we're gonna do today because that's when i feel like we come up with the best thoughts or ideas and then when it comes to actually recording we're like exactly yeah it's that brainstorming session where we're like oh what are we gonna talk about and then just like you said we come up with these thoughts have these great things to say and then by the time we actually record we're like what was that (laughs) The good we we're talking one. about, well, kind of a combination of a few things, but more or less cravings. Mm-hmm. Like, how do we deal with cravings? And what do you, what are your thoughts about cravings? And how have cravings changed over time? Mm. Does that touch yeah. all the, all the areas? Maybe the idea. I'll just straight up share my example of why this kind of came up just recently. So, as you know, on previous podcast. Um, Kitty and I decided to do a cut and by a cut, it was more of just um, the intentions were like, okay, let's see where we're at on our levels of, you know, macros, you know, what are we um, consuming? Is it worth what we're consuming? Can we cut 500 calories less than what we thought we're consuming? All these things, because that's a big mental game too. like doing a cut of 500 plus less calories is mental because then you're like, Oh, I have to be like strict or like, and I have to like actually measure and all these things. And 
so it came up to like this is one thing I was a I was afraid of or trying to prepare myself for when it came to the cut was cravings like the things that I couldn't have um during this cut and my intentions wasn't to do a cut for a long period of time it was just to see how I how I could focus in and mentally do this cut so um I was afraid of cravings I was afraid of like okay I want all these things like I want my latte from every coffee shop I want that chocolate chip cookie that I was saying like I was gonna get prepared I was like okay so when these do come up how am I gonna how am I gonna handle these cravings and what it came to was like I realized that I struggle when it's the idea of something I can't have like if you told me okay you're gonna do a month's cut and you can't have any sugar or any chocolate chip cookies because that's what I love for some reason. Um, I my mental game would have been like, okay, I'm going to compromise here. I'm going to just one little bite or like I, but I really want that cookie and I'm going to, I can burn it off in exercise or I'll make up some excuse <laughs> because it's something it was the craving of something I couldn't have. And it was like that, you know, what, what did people, the angel and devil on your shoulder, like, but Kyla, you can have this right now. <laughs> but the angel's like, no, you need to fight through this. And you need to like, you know, make, make this happen because this is what you want. You want to see how you can do a cut. And what I found was that when I filled my body with enough protein that, you know, satisfied me throughout my day, whether I incorporated walking or exercise, um, you know, I filled my body with the things that it needed to, uh, you know, um, work through the day. I didn't crave those things. I was like, ah. Maybe a bite if I wanted it, but I was like, meh, no, I'm good. I'm full. I'm satisfied. And it was, gosh, it really leads to that mental game, doesn't it, Kitty? Like, oh, the for sure. <laughs> Sorry, I went on a long tangent no, there. But I think, it, yeah, I think that's a great point. And cravings are a legit thing that people experience. And they also hold people back from wanting to make changes. Because, you know, we have all these things out there that tell us, you know, you never, um, never refuse a craving. You should always have a little bit of whatever it is you're craving or you're going to want it more. And, you know, it's all a mental thing. It's all a mental thing. There's so much that goes into that mindset of when you tell yourself you can't have something, that's all you want to do. When you tell yourself you can't do something, that's typically what you want to do. And that messes with your brain. So if we can trick our brains into what can I have, I can have all of this, or I'm choosing this because I want to feel this, this, or this, and focus on how this is benefiting us versus all of the things that we're missing out on. Because our brains tell us we need that. We need to do this. We need to do that. And it's a freaking lie. Like <laughs> it's a bunch of made up junk that 
It's a story we tell ourselves. And in all honesty, you can choose to eat whatever you want to eat whenever you want to do it. But Mm. whatever your goals are, I mean, if you don't care, then don't fret about it. Don't worry about it. But if you truly want to change how your outward physical body looks or how you feel internally, then you got to know what you're fueling your body with. With Absolutely. And cravings are one of those things. Just like you said, the fact that you made a plan and that you were aware that that was going to be a trigger for you to potentially not follow through on what you said you wanted to follow through on, I think is a huge place to start because you are recognizing, okay, this is going to be an area that I'm going to struggle with. I'm potentially going to feel defeated in this particular area. What am I going to do? So I think that's a great first first place to start. Um, I think it's also important, just like you said, to consider the devil and the angel, you know, that conscious and unconscious thought of, okay, what, what, where is this choice going to lead me? I share with this very openly with clients all the time. You don't have cheat days. You don't have cheat meals. You make choices. You are an adult and you can be trusted to make decisions that are going to align with your health goals. And if you choose to not do that, that's a choice. It's Mm. not this little umbrella label of a cheat. Oh, I can have a cheat. I can have a cheat, blah, blah, blah. You don't just cheat on your husband and think that's okay. Like, it's just a cheat. It's fine. Like, it's a choice. I don't care. It's a choice. It's all in your head. It's It's like, it's your brain is telling you that, well, let's go back to where Kyla likes to be. What's, what's her comfort zone? You know, you like to do these things. You like this type of, you know, dessert or whatever, like, um, and it's your brain just saying like, go, it's okay. You're going to be okay. This is a great place. Like everything's going to turn out. You can start again tomorrow. You are, it's, it's going to be okay. And it's like, you need to train your brain just like it was to even start eating poorly to start eating the way that you are, you know, the goal that you are trying to reach. And it's a hard process because you have to sit there and be like, no brain, no brain. Like I am not, I am not. You have to, you know, keep fighting that. Um, but I, I was just telling Kitty before, like, um, well, even if we have guys listen to this podcast, I mean, guys know that women have menstrual cycles (laughs) and, um, anyways, and a lot of times for women, their menstrual cycle brings up something that is like, um, you know, like, for me, I crave sweets higher or at least chocolate. And for some women, it's probably like, you know, they're just extra tired. You know, there's all these things, of course, I'm, you know, unfortunately women go through. But anyways, this time around, after I made these changes on my nutrition, this time around, I was like saying to myself, like, okay, well, here comes my, you know, monthly, I need to go get 
you know, chocolate bars, candy, whatever, because I'm going to crave it. And, (laughs) you know, I want it. And this, this time around, I was like, literally telling myself like, Hey, Kyla, aren't you ready for like a candy bar? Like, (laughs) don't you, don't you want a candy bar? And I didn't, but I was literally, my brain like wanted to reinforce that, like, hey, this is what normally happens and (laughs) you want this, so go get it. And I'm like, no, I am, I am full. I am like good. I, I didn't even think about it until you told me and now I don't want it and it's not going to push me towards the goals that I'm trying to reach. So that's another trigger too. But that goes back to the mental gain, the mental, like, yes, cravings are mental for sure. I mean, if you're fueling your body with what it needs and there's a craving, give it more of what it needs, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know, look at what you're actually, what you've actually consumed. But I mean, we can say this over and over and we struggle with this exact same thing. Every day, we have choices. <laughs> we have choices to make every single day, and there are days, you know, maybe sixty, seventy percent of the time that you're geared up for it, and you're ready, and you've planned, and you're you're prepared, and you have things happening. And then there's maybe thirty, forty percent of the time that you're flying by the seat of your pants, and you're just at the mercy of the sur- your surroundings, you know. And you have to be able to think quicker on your feet in those situations. It makes it a lot harder. So it truly is a lot easier when you're planning ahead um, and anticipating some of those obstacles. But I do think there is something to be said about, you know, when people start something new, when they start to focus on a little bit different um, way of eating, trying to eat healthier or whatever, they tend to crave more during those first few weeks as they're trying to implement healthier things. And there really is like a physical detox process that your body goes through when you're, you know, ridding yourself of excess fat, sugar, carbs, like fat, sugar, salt, all those things that your body really does have to go through. Um, And if you can make choices to support healthier choices and avoid caving on those cravings or those thoughts that you need to have X, Y, or Z for that period of time, um, it truly becomes easier to avoid them. And you don't have those cravings as often. Um, I mean, I think of um, alcohol, for example, if you would have told me three, even just three years ago that I wouldn't be drinking alcohol, I would have laughed in your face because (laughs) there, I mean, not that I ever drank much, but a glass of wine a couple nights a week or a couple drinks on the weekend, like that was just my way to unwind. That's just whatever. I'm an adult. I'm over the age of 21. If I want to have an alcoholic beverage, I'll do that. You know, mm-hmm. kind of like this rite of passage. This is what I can do. Um, and then once I started to do these you know, dry month challenges, right? Like last, um, last year on a couple of different months, I was like, no, I'm going to go 30 days without drinking. And at the time it took a lot of freaking effort to say (laughs) no. 
And like, just to like that whole thought of, oh, well, you know, I'm not working today. I'm not going anywhere. I could have a drink kind of a thing. Um, Getting that mentality like pushed out of your options, I guess. I don't know. Or like taking that option off the table um, took a long time. But now I'm like, okay, the few times that I've had alcohol in the past year have been very few and far between. And I don't miss it at all. Like I don't look at the fridge and go, oh, I have a bottle of wine that's been sitting in my fridge for over six months. My kids had to tell me it was in there the other day. (laughs) A year ago, I would have known exactly when I put that in there and had a, (laughs) it would never have lasted that long. It would have been gone because when something's in there and I know that it's there, like that was one of my, um, my tricks, I guess, in the beginning was I didn't buy alcohol and have it in my house that I knew I could consume. Like with my whole gluten thing, there are certain things that my husband will have in the house, but I don't drink them or didn't drink them because there's gluten in them. And it was easy for me to say, no, like, obviously I'm not going to drink something that's going to make me feel awful. But that was one of my tricks. Like, just don't bring it into the house. I do the same thing with food, chocolate, the week Mm -hmm. of my menstrual cycle does not come into the house because if I know it's there, I'll consume it. That's just something that I've learned over time. I don't have to have a craving for it. I'll just eat it because I know it's there. So there are different choices that you can make on a number of different facets in regard to nutrition, alcohol. I mean, you could flip the script on this with um, exercise. Not that many people crave to do exercise. I mean, some of us weirdos do like it's killing me that I haven't been able to get outside and run this week because it's freaking <laughs> awesome outside. All um, right. <laughs> but that also wasn't the case a few years ago. I would have never wanted to do that. That would have sounded awful. So you can change your perspective on how you do things, but the more that you do whatever it is that you want to do, um, the more that it will be reinforced. So the more that you eat healthier, the more that you choose those higher protein things, the more that you choose to not have alcohol, like those are going to become reinforced and it's going to be easier to do those things. So that was a little bit, that was a lot of bit of a soapbox. No, but it's, it's, you're you're changing your taste buds. You hit it right on, right on the head. Like it's just like for, you know, we say this all the time for your hydration. Like, yeah, five years ago, four years ago, I would have been like, okay, like I got a glass of water and or something like, I got some water in and now it's like, if I don't drink enough water, I'm like, I can feel my body like dehydrated. I can, um, or I crave it or I'm like, just saying like, Kyla, you gotta, you gotta chug some water. You're, you're behind because it's just like, I know how good I feel when you drink water mm-hmm. or like when you get, like you just said, when you get protein in or you know, when you start actually eating veggies, (laughs) you know, and you start after, you know, a few weeks or, you know, whatever it is for your body to adjust and you don't have it, you're like, oh man, yeah, I, I need, I need my veggies right now, or I need more protein because of this or that. Like you are totally changing your taste buds, your habits, (laughs) you know, all those things that come after so long of doing it. It's just yes. sticking to it. So um so. So I think like all in all, it's 
I think you kind of said it at the beginning that just some, you know, tips to help, you know, uh, cut those cravings is one, be prepared if you're doing something like if you are cutting sugar or you're cutting carbs or whatever your desired goal is, like be prepared for the you know, negative stuff to come up, the things that you don't want to come up and how are you going to handle that when, um, when they do come up, you know, it's like, um, you, you know, you can't plan for anything. So like even wanting to plan this cut, like it was like, okay, do I have anything this month going on that I can like do this cut? But I had to be like, you know what there, if I don't have anything physically scheduled there is going to be something like kids are going to get sick or I'm going to have to you know travel somewhere whatever like something's going to come up so just write down what will happen if these things do come up and so that's that's one tip um another you know great tip like kitty said was not to put it in the house you know if you know that these things trigger you right now like um I'm with her even on alcohol like I I I think it's still in there but alcohol's in you know the fridge and it's like I just don't crave it anymore like I and it's just like I really don't even have like time I'm like I'd rather have my coffee if you took coffee away from me that might be a different story but (laughs) same same um and I still choose not look at how the some of the negative sides of coffee are but anyways not the story but again remove it from the situation if you're if that's what you're chasing like don't don't do it and or don't bring it into the house so your surroundings is totally important we talk about that all the time um any other tips that would help with you know Uh, just to reiterate the mental shift instead of looking at what you can't have, like take that focus off the can't have and look at what you can have. If you're cutting out sugar, okay, what are sweeter, healthier options that you can have at the in the house that you can um, directly put your focus on? Um, if you're focusing on avoiding soda or something along those lines, what is something that you're going to try to fill that gap with? Because it's not like that mental space is going to just evaporate in your brain. Like it's going to want to be filled with something else. So find a healthier alternative for that period of time um, to put your focus on and remind yourself of why the heck you're doing what you're doing. I mean, write it down. You got to know why you're putting your brain through this angst and saying no to the cravings that you have. Um, and that will give you some empowerment to keep moving forward when you start to see progress toward that. So those are my yeah. tips. So fight those cravings because they'll only this. last for so long, but you know, they will creep back and it's just how you handle it. Like, how are you going to? Definitely. Yeah, they're definitely, I mean, you're going to get put into situations that are going to take you right back into the thick of when those cravings hit the hardest. Um, but you're going to be more equipped on how to handle those in the future is if, when you put the work in now and work to, to work through those. So, well, thanks for celebrating our 50th. Yes. Uh, Thanks again. And we'll see you soon. Yeah.